Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative radio is coming for you. Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about this evening? Well, we are going to start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. I'd like to see the copy, please. Is that better? No, you're not on it. I'm not on it? You're too far down. <laughs> oh. I'm not paying attention. I'm messing with my headset here. This stupid thing what is what kind of design is this exactly what the earbud things it's yeah but they're not earbuds they're they got a bar the connecting them it's like a headset but but it's a little like earbuds it used to be for my um what is cd player oh okay (laughs) it's just just bizarre you gotta you know you can put them like this but then i can't talk but you can't see what i'm doing All right, what are we talking about this evening besides these stupid headphones? Okay, so is empathy on the decline? You report, and they're going to decide because we didn't get to it last show, and it is important. You really had to write that out? I did. My goodness, that's so scripted. Then, what's up with our schools? Health busters, regulations suck, and to Russia with love if we get to it. Yeah, it's the new thing with people, too, love. It's all about love. We're going to defeat them with love. Did you know we were going to love terrorists to death? (laughs) It's laughable. If you don't laugh, you're going to cry. It's so Uh, pathetic. Everyone that says this, anyone that says this, to me, anyway. It's pathetic. I will send to a psychiatrist. There's obviously something wrong with you. And the good thing is you're out of yourselves. You're all walking around going, love, I bring you love. (laughs) That's the Snap out of it. All right. Patriots, hand up a heart, face the flag. You don't have a flag, get a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. No, you can say your own prayers. I only do that on Sunday. What? Nothing. Well, we all should be saying at least one prayer a day, right? Right, Susan? Yep. Which prayer do you say every day? I can't say the Our Father anymore. Why not? Because it says not to, to not trust the one part about trespassing and forgiving others' trespasses against me. Yes. I, I can't do that for some people. I just can't forgive them. You, you can, but they have to first ask for forgiveness. 
Yeah, but in the prayer, it's asking me to forgive them no matter what. Well, if they ask you to. These particular people are never going to ask for forgiveness. God's all about, you know, you have to have, you have to mean it. You you can't just be forgiven if you're not sorry. You got to be sorry first to be forgiven. But that was, Jesus taught that in the New Testament. What I pray to God every day, I thank him for everything I have. Well, that's good. Uh, maybe you should stop because we don't have anything. If <laughs> <laughs> you if you keep telling them you got plenty of stuff, you got everything you need, then he's not going to help you, right? I'm just saying. Maybe he's to say thank you for all the things we have, but could you help us fix the truck? <laughs> uh, I definitely need. I definitely mention God more than once when I'm working on the truck, but it's usually not a prayer. Hey, you rack your knuckles against an engine block and see what happens. All right. She wants to know, is empathy on decline? Is it on the decline? Hmm. That's hard to tell. You got to get inside people's head. But it seems like it. This is from Live Science. Let's see what they're going to say about it. In the aftermath of the death of a two-year-old boy who was drowned by an alligator at a Disney resort in Florida... Much of the public response has been sympathetic, but not all of it. Sprinkled across social media, online comments, and even whisperings you may hear at the water cooler. Some individuals are instead pointing fingers, blaming the parents. Is this a sign of the times? Is parenting shame on the rise and empathy taking a dive? I don't understand why empathy has anything to do with some individual pointing fingers and blaming parents. That, that's an old thing. It's just now you're exposed to so many people online, you're, you, probably, you may never have run into it before. But uh, there are those that, especially in the psychobabble world, that believe the parents are responsible for everything. So, uh, you know, but I always say kids don't come with a with a manual. Researchers says maybe so. The brain is wired for empathy, but it can also wired for moral judgments, and some facets of modern American culture may push people away from the former and toward the latter. Good. I don't want people walking around with empathy all day long. Oh, I feel your pain. Oh. How would you get anything done? True empathy would be debilitating. This is just more intellectual claptrap is what it is. That's why I wanted you to opine on it. I just did. <laughs> Beneath any given online article about the alligator attack, there are at least a few comments questioning the child's parents. Of course, are you crazy? It's the first thing I said. I used to live down there. Everybody is told, everybody knows, you can't leave little kids and little doggies out in the backyard when you're on the lake because alligators come and eat little things so i'm sorry i do blame the parents what what was the other one they were hanging the kid it was a weird story too like holding the kid over the boat or out over the water or something there was a story that went around i think it was a fake story but it said that it did it a different way instead of the kid being in her backyard they were in a boat uh, for some reason, he was the kid was outside of the boat, 
and the alligator came and ate it. It took it right out of his hands. I think I'll just I think I'll just wait for the parents to tell the story. I don't, I don't think the news is getting it right. One minute they're in the backyard, next minute they're in a boat. What's the story? Well, this actually happened at the Disney. Could be a floating patio, as far as I this know. This happened at Disney. At this Disney. happened at Disney. Disney Resort. A Disney Resort. Yeah, and for some reason, this is the story. They said it was holding the kid, and it ripped it out of his hands. He was wading into an area, and it ripped it out of his hands. So he was walking into the water. With the, the child holding onto the child. Okay. And it came up and ripped it out of its hands. Um... Does Disney know there's alligators in there? There's not supposed in the area they were. There wasn't supposed to be. Oh, see, they, they didn't tell that story. Yeah, they did. You just didn't pay attention to all the stuff. I didn't see it. It wasn't nobody. <laughs> I heard nobody talking about this in my timeline. Are you kidding me? No, I didn't get not one tweet. Oh my God! Look at there's like a bazillion tweets going on out there that they're gonna say in this. They're article. not my friends. <laughs> I don't. I don't have. Your, I'm not friends with the whole world. You know. They're not your followers. No. Your fellow Tweety Birds. Call it what you want, friends, followers. All right. Uh, you were very active yesterday on social media, weren't you? Yes. Which is I was, unusual for you. Yeah, I was, I, I, I was doing stuff I should do all the time, but I don't, and so I did it. Oh. Promotional stuff. Yeah. I figured out, and I. do you want me to say it on air, your approval or not, for our special 10th anniversary show? You haven't told me what your plan is. My plan is to do a lot of those, uh, like, what is money, and discuss it. The the sound bites that you have that's really long that we haven't been able to yeah. do on a show. Uh -huh. And do that in, in, like, for half of the show, half the content of the show. And then we can discuss it. Because we never get to do it. So for a special show, we should do that. You've been dying to do was... what is money and isms. I was yeah, but I thought I was thinking more along the lines of having some special guests on. Or How something. are we gonna do that? The same way we always do pre-recorded. The interviews get pre-recorded. Well, I can do that if you want. Well, we'll talk about it. Okay. This was not the time to bring it up. <laughs> I just came into my head. But all y'all there out there, uh, some of you listened last time I said this, so I'll say it again. July third. Please visit <laughs> our Facebook page. And like us and comment and all that kind of good stuff. Share. Try and get the word out. We have a Facebook page. Just, uh, I believe it's at, un no, it's, uh, oh, it's Uncooperative Radio. Just just put Uncooperative Radio in the uh, search box. It'll come up. And I redid the Twitter page that they deleted. So if you don't want to go on Facebook and you're a Twitter person, there, I put it. Twitter page up just yesterday. It's brand new. Please go over and uh, and you know follow and stuff because I've got no friends over there. Yeah, well, I don't know. I had a lot on the page before, but you know they deleted it. They deleted it. When they do that, they delete all the followers. So, all right. So the theme persists. On the Twitter hashtag, Disney Gator Attack. People are blaming an alligator for being an alligator. Well, it, how do you blame an alligator? I mean, the alligator doesn't even care. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's the alligator's fault. Well, of course it's the alligator's fault. The alligator's the one who did it. But um, I think it's Disney's fault on this one. 
when the real issue here is child negligence. Watch your child, tweeted a user with the handle at said New York. Ubiquitous reports that the child's parents were right next to him and that the father struggled to pull open the alligator's jaws to save his child seem not to put a damper on the judgments. I don't think that happened. That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, not going to pry it open and you're going to get yourself dead. A similar pattern occurred in late May after a preschooler slipped away from his parents and fell into a gorilla enclosure at the Cincinnati Zoo. Um, no, they didn't get away and crawl anywhere. The child could not have got on, on that wall by itself. The parents put the wall, the kid on the wall so they could better see that gorilla. So I'm sorry. That is the parents' fault. I don't know who this author is, but... You're a doofus. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The gorilla closure at the Cincinnati Zoo. The child survived, but zoo officials had to shoot the gorilla, insulting, resulting in calls for the parents to be prosecuted. Uh, don't think so. Uh, I don't think I'd want to be the one to sue somebody's parents whose kid fell in a gorilla enclosure. In response to the blame has come a backlash. Melissa Fenton, a writer for the parenting site Scary Mommy, wrote a plea for compassion on Facebook, arguing that in the past, child in peril stories engendered support, not judgment. We now live at a time where accidents are not allowed to happen. You heard me, accidents of any form, in any way, at any time. Well, they just don't happen anymore, Fenton wrote. Why? Because blame and shame. I, I think it's. I just think this person has the wrong followers on Twitter. Again, I didn't, nothing. I didn't see nothing about it. I mean, when it initially happened, there was some talk on Twitter about it, but after that, it was gone. At least on my timeline. And uh, I, I just said I don't know the whole story, but the gorilla one, I did know the whole story, and there is no possible way that kid got up on top of that wall without the parents putting him there. So I'm sorry, I do blame them, and uh, because of their negligence, the gorilla got shot and killed. Do I feel bad for the parents? No, the kid's fine. I feel bad for the gorilla. I don't understand. I, this guy doesn't even understand what's appropriate empathy. You have empathy for the gorilla, not the parents. You have empathy for the child, not the parents. And if, if the parents didn't learn anything from their mistake, which is, seems to be the case nowadays, nobody seems to be able to look at themselves critically anymore. So they all walk around like doofuses bouncing off the walls. Empathy is the ability to put oneself in another person's emotional shoes. This ability is baked into people's moral reasoning, even at the level of brain anatomy, science shows. Researchers reporting in 2013... In the journal Frontiers in Human Neuroscience, examined the brains of psychopaths who have stunted empathy for others and found multiple brain regions involved, including the anterior insula, the anterior cingulate cortex, the supplementary motor area, the inferior frontal gyrus, 
the sensory area cortex, and the right amygdala. Especially these areas are linked to empathy and pain. Empathy for pain. In a review paper that same year published in the journal Frontiers in Integrative Neuroscience, researchers cataloged all of the brain regions involved in moral judgments. The names of a few familiar regions popped up. Insular cortex, which holds the anterior insula and is associated with the processing of disgust, uncertainty, and emotions. I think this is pretty cool that they can actually map the brain now. I, I really do. Yeah, um, FRMs, fun functional, uh, what do they call that thing when you go in? Beep, beep, beep. The MRIs? MRI, yeah. That's a functional MRI, fMRI. Yeah, I was looking into that uh, a couple of years ago. Actually, they were doing they were doing this, but they hadn't uh, yet like started doing in depth research yet. They had just come to the ability to now see how the brain reacts to things. Uh, they put them. They do that to diagnose people. Put them in fMRI and they ask them questions, and they see what lights up on the brain. And that's the way I was. I was looking at it medically, not psychobabbly. This is psychobabbly. <laughs> Babbly. Yeah. All right. Where was I? Uh, so does the anterior? I said morals, right? Yeah. Plays a role in morals. So does the anterior cingulate cortex? In other words, empathy is tangled with moral judgment, even at the level of brain anatomy. Understanding how others think and feel is important to make moral decisions, of course. Empathy, no, make a bar, you just got to know right from wrong. You know who doesn't have empathy? Our elected cockroaches. Oh, I I don't think he's a sociopath. He's smart enough. I'm not talking about Caesar. I'm talking about our elected cockroaches in general. Well, <laughs> liberalism is a, is a brain disorder, so. And you know who else doesn't have empathy? These we should kids. FRMI these libs and see what, what <laughs> what's wrong with them. I know, right? Why can't they think straight? Everything with them is all emotion and stupidity. <laughs> I got just so tired of hearing the stupidity come out of their mouths. It's like, I would never in a million years say the things these people say. They're, it's idiotic. In a day and age of information, you should know better. See, I don't have empathy for... The left. <laughs> uh, I really don't. I, I honestly, just thinking on it, I, I don't have any empathy for them at all. I can't empathize with someone that's totally opposite of me. Empathy is a powerful emotion, said Emily Bruno, a cognitive scientist and visiting scholar at the University of Pennsylvania. Even so, people can be easily distracted from empathy by other emotions and even external factors, she told Live Science. It can motivate us. It can bring us to tears and motivate us to great action of altruism, Bruno said. But it's also incredibly flexible. We can feel a great amount of empathy for someone and something, but then we can turn around and feel no empathy at all for someone else. For instance, people might feel empathy for a dead or endangered child, and this emotion might lead them to feel anger and aggression toward the parents they perceive as being at fault, Bruno said. 
People also prefer to apply empathy to their own in-groups and tend not to feel as much empathy for out-groups. Yeah, I, I don't think the left has any empathy for the rest of us. Just to, just to be clear, because they want us all to be serfs, and they think that's a great, that's a great idea. That can be across any boundary, Bruno said. It's one of the curious things about humans. We can distinguish in-group and out-group across any arbitrary boundary we decide. Yes, and you know what the difference between conservatives and uh, liberalism is? If we have empathism for liberalism, we end up living in a liberalist world with no liberty and be serfs and not free. And conservatives get their way. Everybody gets more liberty, more prosperity, and are happier. Which one do you think is the correct way of thinking? Because conservatism isn't really uh, an ideology. Just basically right. It's being right, being correct. <laughs> it has nothing to do with, but my heart bleeds. So you must give those people money. I noticed that they always, they're they very generous with other people's money, but not their own. Go ahead, ask your favorite libtard what his favorite charity is. <clears throat> Himself. Another serious hiccup for empathy is what's called the fundamental attribution error. This is a cognitive bias by which people assume that other people's actions are mostly driven by their personalities, rather than external factors that are out of their control. However, when people think about their own behavior, they do not take these external factors into account. In other words, if your kid gets away from you at the zoo, you can list the reasons why. He's fast, the place was crowded, your other kids needed your attention. If someone else's kid slips away at the zoo, it's because that person is a bad parent, you may conclude. Yeah, because Every parent should be thinking, why did it happen? So it doesn't happen again. Your These people's notion is, that's just mean thinking. Yeah, well, these people, the problem is they don't critically think about themselves. So they keep doing stupid things like this over and over and over again. Like, who can put a child on the roof of a car, drive away and forget it's there? How is that possible? That person shouldn't be allowed near children. You're too stupid to have children. I've And you know what? I've met some really unintelligent people in my days that had kids, and they were good parents. So I don't really know what the problem is. I guess it's just because you're a liberal and you got, you got a brain disorder. Yeah, I know. It's left-wing, liberal, progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, status, bastard. I don't care what you call yourself. You're a commie. <clears throat> anyway. In other words, if your kid gets away from you at the zoo, you can list the reasons why. He's fast, the place was crowded. He did that. They're doing it again. Your kid, your other kid, he said, if someone else's kid slips away at the zoo, it's because that person's a bad parent. You may conclude. I know nobody got away from anybody at the zoo, so it's a facetious argument anyway. That woman put the kid on the wall. Got it? In particular, individualistic culture like modern America. <laughs> modern America? Individualistic? Are you out of your mind? 
what all these lemmings that call themselves Democrats and liberals and progressives and communists and anarchists and socialists and socialists and anarcho-socialists and uh, 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 on and on it goes. You're all, go find help. But where can you go? There's so many dumb liberals in psychobabble land. How can they help you when they can't help themselves? Here's an idea. If you're, if you're a libtard, Assume you're wrong 100% of the time. Whatever you think you should do, do the opposite. Try that for a while. Let me know how your life turns out. I bet it turns out a lot better. Just do the absolute opposite you would you want would normally do. Just do the other thing. See what happens. Because 99% of the things that you people think are to think about is wrong. It's just it's just wrong. Uh, unbelievable everybody thinks that communism is going to give liberty because you won't have to work for a living you can do whatever you want you can do whatever you want but you don't have any money you could you could be an artist well you could be an artist all you want but you have no paint paint brushes and canvas well you could you could sit in a corner and play a guitar you have no money for guitars or strings and and <laughs> you don't have any money and your strings are all broken and there's no snow they don't even have a guitar so I, I, on the other hand, could stand on the street corner and sing for money. I don't need any instruments. See, that's an unalienable right. I don't need anything else. I just need me. <clears throat> that's why free speech is an unalienable right. So we are not an individual. We, we were a hundred years ago rugged individualists. We are not any longer. We're collectivists, and we are mamby-pambies, frankly. And we had more empathy back then. We were nicer back then. But then again, there were a bunch of idiots running around all the time thinking they were superior to you. We knew our, we knew better back then. We weren't superior to our parents. Our parents weren't wrong about everything. Our parents were right about almost everything. But nobody's right about everything. But now, they teach you not to even... Your parents and grandparents are idiots. You've got to teach them that the the greater good of the whole community is more important than the one... This isn't Star Trek. The Vulcans haven't landed. Yeah, we're not even close to that yet. Uh, I guess we'll talk about this on the other wait side minute, of the wait break. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, she's messed up again. I, I loaded the wrong thing. Yeah, you were, <laughs> you were about to load it onto the microphone. I, I, I have no idea what that would have done. <laughs> I know. I did. It won't go there. It won't go there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm happy because no. I know sooner or later. Yeah, no, it won't go there. I think... <laughs> It won't allow it. I think if you double click on it, it just pops into the empty, uh, the empty board. I just never probably to say that because you seem happy with the cop, the dragging the files over. Okay. I'm just saying. I think so. I don't know. After the show, you can try it. I will. So anyway, we're not individualistic, so scratch that. There are no individualistic cultures that I'm aware of, and we have to go to breaks. So Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back. <laughs> My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, 
The Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates this is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates so call right now to learn more 800-296-1140 that's 800-296-1140 If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? 
Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-511-3024. Okay, and welcome back to the Quad Radio Show. And on we go again. So far, you've completely... This guy's an idiot. This is why I hate psychobabble people. They, they're just, they, they, they have to overthink everything because they don't understand anything. And there are always people that have, the, they had a mental problem. That's why they sought out going to psychobabble in the first place. Uh, and they're all in uh, seeing other psychobabble people, by the way. They all so see each other. Okay. Uh, Aren't they required to in certain fields? They have to. Yeah, they do have. Yeah, because they they know that it attracts crazy people. (laughs) So every psychobabble person has to go see another psychobabble person. uh, I guess to talk about having to be a psychobabble person or their mother or whatever. I don't don't know. I, I. I don't understand it. I was a bartender for a long time. People told me their troubles, they felt better. They got to drink at the same time and they didn't spend near as much money. So let's just be clear here that we are not an individualistic culture. Not any longer. I mean, it started going downhill with my generation. So they're more likely to commit this error. Now it's an error. And are more likely to generate general to attribute actions to the individual instead of the situation, said Gene Wang, a psychologist at San Diego State University and author of Generation B, Why Today's Young Americans Are More Confident, Assertive, Entitled, and More Miserable Than Ever Before. That's a good title. I was going to say, isn't that a great title? I don't think I need to read the book now. <laughs> I'll just accept. I'll just accept that as truth because it is. Well, it is true. Think about it. If you have to go through life worrying about safe spaces all the time, I don't. You even, know, I, I, I don't even want to talk to my own daughter because she's one of these. Uh, and there's no talking to them. Survey data comparing today's Americans to the counterparts of the same age in previous generations suggests that the population is becoming more individualistic. Now, you've got it backwards, Doofus. They're being taught to be collectivists, commies, not individuals. That's the problem. You wrote a whole book on this? Oh, my God. Hold the presses. Because you're an idiot. Uh, I'm sorry. They, they are not more individualistic. They have 
they have no problems with social pro programs. And as you said, they're entitled. Entitlement is not an individualistic thing. It's a it's a collective thing. Oh, but no, that means I'm entitled so that you're being an individual. No. No. Everybody in the whole collective feels the same way. Just say they they're not a, they don't get unhappy when they have to take money from the government. They don't think twice about it. So that's a big problem. Because they're gonna vote for stuff and they don't study history, so they don't know anything about what was said at our founding about the end of our country would come when politicians realized they could buy people's votes by giving them stuff. Tocqueville said that. And guess what? We're here. I mean, we're, we've been here for a while, but now we're really here. These kids, they're like Noodle Boy. It thinks, I shouldn't have to come to work at 7 o'clock in the morning. I shouldn't have to be on time. I shouldn't have to be the dishwasher. I should do the job I want to do. It, and they automatically set up this social union right there with the rest of their workers like this. And they all think they're going to take over the shop from the, from the owner and run it. Well, here's the first lesson. First, you have to start your own business. Then you can decide you're not going to be the boss and you're going to let your workers and you all just figure out how to do things and have big meetings 10 times a day to discuss what we're doing and not doing. Once you put your money down on the table, buddy, you can do whatever you want to your business. But you work for somebody else, you do what you're told. Survey data comparing today's Americans to their counterparts of the same age in previous generations suggests that the population is becoming more individualistic and has been doing so for at least a century. Man, this guy has got to be a, a plant or he's the stupidest prog yet. We were a hundred years ago rugged individualists. If you don't believe me, ask Tommy the commie Woodrow Wilson. He said so complaining about us. And the mo from that day forward is to bring in more and more people from third world countries and brainwash our children into thinking that the collective is more important than the individual. We have moved away from individuality starkly and consistently as planned by the left. And this idiot says we're becoming more individualistic. How? Because you think it's okay to stay home with your mommy and daddy till you're 30? Why? Because you don't think you should have to get a job? Why? You don't think you should have to pay back your student loans? Why should you have to do all these things? It's called responsibility. It hasn't been taught to you, I know. And I'm sorry, I do blame the parents for dropping you off and leaving your education and your child rearing up to the child abuse center that they call public schools. I don't, I don't care if you're on welfare. There are options. Your kid does not have to go to the indoctrination center. 
And see, his statement is starkly the opposite of the facts. And that's twice now. It's first, he gets confused with what is individualism. And then it seems he thinks individualism is thinking about being entitled to stuff. Gimme, gimme, gimme. No, that's not being, that's not being individualistic. That's being a mooch. That's being a hanger on. That's that's not something to be, but that's what they're teaching. You know, they got problem is they have they're gonna have no one to hang on. They're all just a bunch of idiots that stay flock amongst each other and regurgitate the idiotic crap they taught them in school. And now we all have to pay for it. But it's this guy is an idiot. An absolute stark contrast. We've gone the opposite way. We are no longer rugged, American rugged individualists. That is over. We have not been walking to that over the last century. We have been walking away from that as planned by the progressives since a cent for a century. What do you think of that? Totally the opposite of what he's telling you in this book. Why? Besides psychobabble being nonsense, but why? Sensuous culture has been grown more individuals. How do you be an individual when your very existence you're requiring outside help to live? You're, you're, you're on food stamps and welfare and unemployment and social dis security disability, whatever the case. That's that's not that's not being an individual. It's, you got to stand on your own two feet to be an individual. You can't rely on the government for anything if you're an individual. They have a, see, they, they try and change the meanings of words all the time. They take words over and change them around. And this is a good example of inside down, upside down world. His whole perception, if he's being truthful and not, and this isn't some political hack, is upside down. His understanding of an individual, what it means to be an individual, is upside down. It does not mean you're a narcissist. It doesn't mean you have an entitlement mentality. Just the opposite. All right, uh, so this idiot, I guess I have to read more from this idiot. What else no. is he going to say? <laughs> You don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> Since the U.S. culture has grown more individualistic, it makes sense that people are now more likely to blame parents when things go wrong. Twang told, no, it's, you're an idiot. <laughs> How many times can you say he's an idiot? <laughs> I, I, want, I want to know, I want the link to this thing. I'm going to that website and I'm going to call him an idiot in writing. Is it? A, I, Although some of these, girl. some of these idiots, I don't know if it's a guy or girl. Some of these idiots, oh, what difference does it make? It, we're gender fluid, man. Everybody's guys. <laughs> well, actually, if you're up north, uh, you don't say y'all. You say you guys. So you guys is an inclusive of like y'all, everybody. So I know it's a northern thing. In the north, they say you guys. In the south, they say y'all. As in you all. I wonder how many people have heard y'all and never could, never did figure out it meant you all. That's, it's quite possible. All right. Uh, so anyway, 
yeah, because we're more individualistic, we're more likely to blame the parents. No, I think this generation just loves attacking people in general, if you haven't paid attention. That's all they do. They don't really have any intelligence. They just like attacking people, calling them names, and that kind of stuff. Similar generational research also finds declines in empathy. You know, when people, when, you know how you can see how people lose their empathy? New York City. It's so crowded there. Nobody cares about anybody else. They only do care about themselves. And it, literally, if you fall down during rush hour on the sidewalk, they'll walk right over you. So it seems to me that putting people in confined places where peep, there are too many people per square foot or square mile is the cause of losing empathy. The example, the real world example is New York City. And I'm sure it's the same way in other cities, but I didn't live in other cities. I lived in New York City. So, well, for a while till I couldn't take it either, and I got got out of there. Moved back out onto Long Island. Still had to work in the city. But now I'm on top of a mountain in Montana. Beautiful out today. Lots of sunshine. We can invest in another solar panel. I just thought of that. So anyways, uh, this empathy thing is a decline. A study published in 2011 in the journal Personality and Social Psychology, these are the same people that took homosexual out of the treatment manual because of politics. These are the same people that are being asked to take pedophilia out of the treatment manual for the same reason. It's mean, it's spiteful. It's, it's you just it's just love blah 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 the same arguments the, the homosexuals made to get taken out of the treatment manual. Actually, they made they actually accosted the I don't know what I don't know what the higher muck uh, you know higher up mucky mucks of the psychobabble world are, but they are at convention and these uh, bull dykes physically assaulted them and said that if, if you were to take us out of the treatment manual, you're going to get more of this. They literally extorted out of the manual. I don't think pedophiles are as forceful as... Oh, oh I have to go lesbians, not dykes, I forget. Uh, bull lesbians doesn't sound as good as bull dyke. <laughs> and I'll use whatever words I want. I don't care if they're uh, hurtful to you, too bad. So does that make you a Sticks bigot? and I... stones can break my bones, but names can never hurt me. That's how I was brought up. That's how everyone before me was brought up. These twits nowadays, uh-uh. I mean, your microaggression. Just someone's existence is a microaggression to these people. My God, talk radio must be a macro aggression. <laughs> I, I don't have time to worry about everybody's little microaggression uh, problems because guess what? Everybody's got their own problem and their own story and keep it to yourself and deal with it yourself and leave the rest of us alone. You're the one that's damaged, not us. So go fix yourself and stop complaining about us. Do you want to finish with this? I might. It's really getting me angry and going here. I just <laughs> never know where I'm going to go next. Uh, and no, that doesn't make me a bigot. A bigot is somebody that, that believes something through ignorance. I am educated. I can, therefore cannot be a bigot. I also, that also means I'm not wrong. <laughs>
A study published in 2011, the Bloody Blue Blue Psychobobbly Review, found a decline of 48% in college student scores on empathic, empathic concern? That's not a word. Empathic? Empathetic? <laughs> empathetic? Not empathic. It's empathy. It's empathetic. Not empathic. Wow. But he wrote a book. And he went to college and psychobabble school. There was also a 34% decline in perspective taking. The intellectual tendency to imagine another's point of view. This data is subject to some controversy over whether people really feel more individualistic and less empathetic. Hey, right, that was the right word. Or whether it's simply more socially acceptable to say so now. Good point. I mean, sociopaths fake empathy. They fake emotions. Changing attitudes toward parenting and children may also make blame and judgment more rampant. Life has become staggeringly safer for children over the past century. According to the U.S. Health Resources and Services Administration, the rate of deaths for children under the age of four has dropped from 1,418.8 deaths per 100,000 in 1907 to 28.6 deaths per 100,000 in 2007. Unintentional accidents made up about the same proportion of deaths of small children since 1970, 37% that year versus 34% in 2007. But the overall number of deaths has continued to decline during that time. This means fatal childhood accidents are rarer than ever. Yes, but kids repeating the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah, yeah that happens. And that's our definition of insanity, isn't it? But the overall numbers of deaths has continued to decline during that time. This means fatal childhood accidents are rarer than ever. People used to think accidents were normal. Acts of God. God has nothing to do with it. Or just random bad luck. No, it was usually inattentive behavior. And I, I, I still deal with grown-ups that can't be attentive to what they're doing. You know, the other thing they're not taking into consideration, or did they in the beginning, is what you said. We are seeing things happening in places that we never knew would happen because of the social media, because of the internet. We never knew some kid in Florida would have died. You know what no, I'm saying? It's not a 24-7 news cycle. Right. There wasn't. Right. Now, now everything's completely different. I get that. You, because you would only get local news. You get very little national news in, right. in your local news reports. That's just the way it was, and that's a bad thing, frankly. Because uh, you don't know what's going on with the rest of the country. And then you can believe what the politicians say, you see. <laughs> That's bad. There's still a lot of people out there that listen to local news, Brian. I know, me included. But they also listen to the 24-7 news cycle that you can't even get away from. And I, what do you, me, I don't even know about everybody else. I am, I wade in this. I mean, that's all I do all day is, is, if I'm not working outside, is surfing news, 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 news. News, news, all day long, all day long. That's why, that's why at a certain time, it goes, the internet goes off and the TV goes on. So I can relax. All right, so uh, it seems like the unintentional accidents 
unintentional accidents are the same. That hasn't gone down or up. So I, I don't understand what the point is here. Just that one number, the overall deaths, but then what what are the other deaths? Intentional? I, see, and there's no such thing as an intentional accident. Unless you're cutting somebody's brake lines or something, you know? <laughs> so unintentional, an accident is unintentional. By definition, it's an accident. It's something you didn't see coming. You made a mistake. It's an accident. And accidents happen. And it's okay. As long as you learn from them. If you don't learn from them, well, you may end up dead. But you certainly won't be a, a, a human being anyone wants to be around if you're just going to walk around doing the same things over and over again like an idiot. Which is what these kids are going to do. Again, nice numbers, but over 50%, which tops your number, over 50% of people that graduate from college with a bachelor's degree are functional illiterates. That might account for some of it, too, because they're idiots. They can't even read. They have no comprehension skills. How do you expect them to empathize when they have no comprehension? They don't comprehend. You don't, you don't empathize. See? Sometimes you get psychobabble people, that's the problem. They try and find a psychological issue when it's really just an atmospheric issue, an environment. Like child abuse centers all the way through college. People used to think that accidents were normal. I know, me too. They still happen, believe it or not. But you know, as you get older, you're supposed to have less and less accidents because you have learned from your previous accidents. If you don't, you're doomed to repeat them forever. The Evergreen State College in Washington. A precisely because life was less safe then, people were less inclined than today to have the expectation that life would be safe if no one screwed up. No, we thought we pretty much thought that if life would be safe as long as you didn't screw up. How could it not be? See, he's got a mental problem. Oh, life would be safe if it's no a, no one screwed up. Yeah, but that's that's how it's supposed to be. It's a she. It's Stephanie. She, he, it. I don't care. They're all gender fluid now. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is the state. Oh, see, some people are less inclined than today to have expectation that life would be safe if no one screwed up. No, we understood that you two. If you did everything perfect, nothing bad would happen. Nothing. But if you deviate from that, and the more you deviate that, the worse it gets. You make more mistakes. Got to go to breaks on Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> Since 2003, Crutchfield and Toshiba, their employees, and the Charlottesville, Virginia community have made it possible to send portable DVD players, DVDs, MP3 players, and digital cameras for the bringing relief in video overseas, also known as Bravo. This is the way that these companies and communities are thanking our armed forces for their service and sacrifice, and to let their loved ones at home know that their sacrifice is appreciated. What have you done for our soldiers lately? To find out more about the program, log on to crutchfield.com and do a search for Bravo. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. And now, a word from our founding fathers. 
We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Read the Constitution. After all, it was written for you. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard. This is Stoplight. If you change a light bulb, you get a new light. If you change a tire, you get a new tire. If you change a baby, you keep the baby, you get a new diaper. Right? That's right. But now you can apparently run for president without knowing how to make change. You understand that in this election, the greatest risk we can take is to try the same old politics with the same old players and expect a different result. The change we need doesn't come from Washington. Change comes to Washington. Leon Panetta, Obama's pick for CIA, was chief of staff under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Rahm Emanuel, Obama's chief of staff, was a senior advisor under Bill Clinton. With the same old players. Robert Reich, one of Obama's economy gurus, was secretary of labor under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Eric Holder, Obama's pick for attorney general, was... Deputy Attorney General under Bill Clinton. Carol Browner, Obama's global warming guru, ran the EPA under Bill Clinton. Susan Rice, Obama's pick for the UN, was an Assistant Secretary of State under Bill Clinton. The same old politics with the same old players. Ironically, one person who did not have any truly official position in the Clinton administration is Obama's pick for Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton. I can't wait to see what hope means. You, you keep the baby and you get a new diaper. I sound like Mr. Radio Guy. Does that sound bad to you? Yeah? She'll be alright For a while For a while She can smile Until Barack comes back and she goes on the attack And it doesn't work Oh, hell! You know I taught her well You couldn't tell That she fakes crying Over Obamacare, good for you Good for America. A while back, Martha was always complaining about all her aches and pains. But when we got Obamacare, all that changed. As soon as the government rationed her care, she went pretty quick. And now I don't have to listen to Whoops. Uh, there's no calls for alarm. We have everything under control. Oh. Uh, uh, because we know that something from nothing leaves something. 
Cause you gotta have something to run an economy. Something from nothing leaves something. Back to the Cooperative Radio Show. You know. And stupid Stephanie's gone. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to put you in more stupid stuff. What? Yeah. No more stupid stuff for stupid people. <laughs> we have to do it. And you know what we're going to start with? No. The the soundbite that... Oh, no. Yes. Not stupid girl. No, we're not going to do stupid girl. Oh, thank God. I'm not going to do that to them today. We definitely have to shorten that because although it takes away its point. It does it's, take away its point. It keeps going and going. She just keeps going. It does. It, it is going to be kind of hard to shorten that, Brian. Well, it, it won't have the same impact if I shorten it. She won't seem as stupid. But this is the gift that keeps on giving. Let me push this button. Well, push it. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. Wow. Melissa Harris Perry, tampon lady, the gift that keeps on giving. What did she say exactly? I don't understand what she even said when she said, I've never understood that clip. She makes no sense. Then we'll make better investments. Wait a minute. Again, you're saying I have to invest in your kid? It's your kid. You invest in your kid. Oh, and I love the way the people are upset about... Uh, I don't want to pay property taxes for somebody else's kid to go to school. I'm sorry. I'm not a collectivist. I'm not a commie. And if you think that that's a good idea, you are. I don't care. I don't care how you vote. I don't care what comes out of your mouth. I care more that you just think that collective government school is good. Look, all these And people... that I should have to pay for your kids because we have a social contact and the kids are the future of the nation. Well, if they're so important, you better raise yours well. Because it's not my job, unless I volunteer. It's, it's not my job. You're talking about charity. See, they're always used. They're always stealing money from us to act like they're being charitable. Governments aren't charitable. Get it? Government is the worst charity in the world. You want to you want to help people? Get off your backside. Get outside. Go help them. Go to a soup kitchen and volunteer your time. Go to a shelter. Go to a, a food bank. Here's an idea. Donate to the food bank. I, I have to do these things because I, commies don't understand this. So you got to give them the whole, you got to program them like robots. What's up with our schools? I'll tell you what's up with our schools. That one went to it. And stupid girl. And Noodle Boy from World Net Daily. 
Two professors at the University of Northern Colorado were investigated after students complained that they were forced to hear opposing viewpoints. Oh, is that a micro or a macroaggression? I want to make sure I get my aggressions right. The complaints were made to... You, you do realize I'm making fun of you kids out there, right? That's a stupid thing. You forced, afraid, don't want to hear, opposing viewpoints, microaggressions, holding up little namby-pamby cards in boot camp because you're a wuss and because they let you be a wuss and let you be in the military and be a wuss. The complaints were made to Northern Colorado's bias response team, an Orwellian office on campus that asked students to report their peers and professors for anything that upsets or offends them. Wow, there was books written on stuff like this in sci-fi. I never thought it would come true. I should know better. Sci-fi almost always does come true. Oh, man. Like, how to go, go through life without being offended? Uh, you have no right to not be offended. All right. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And when the news outlet Heat Street made an open records request for some complaints, it discovered that two students had become so upset about having to hear an opinion they disagreed with they filed reports with school administrators. And rather than telling the students to buck up because they might hear these those opinions outside of college or on the news or in the media, and more likely you won't, it, it won't be the one you want to hear because you're being brainwashed with nonsense. So your opinions are idiotic. And yes, suck it up. Embrace the suck. <laughs> Cowboy up, buck up, whatever you want to call it. Just <laughs> shut up and do it. Unbelievable. The school told the professors to stop teaching that there's an alternative viewpoint. One professor instructed his students to read an article from The Atlantic written by Foundation for Individual Rights and education's president, Greg Lukianoff, and social psychologist Jonathan Haidt titled The Coddling of the American Mind. The article explains that allowing students to hide from controversial and upsetting ideas, like through the use of safe spaces or trigger warnings, actually harms those students by not allowing them to confront those opinions. Well, they can't confront those opinions because their opinions are idiotic. They're based on nothing. They're based on regurgitating what professors teach. That's not your opinion. That's your professor's opinion. You don't have an opinion because you don't bother to go and read and educate yourself. So you have the professor's opinion, not your own, just so you know. Well, when you start rumbling off with the professor, you know, I think from now on we should just say, I, I think your professor uh, is the one that needs to make that argument with me, not you. You're not, you're not equipped. Well, they're not equipped to, to debate anything.
After reading the article, the professor asked his students to address controversial topics such as abortion, gay marriage, global warming, and transgenderism. The professor made no indication as to what his opinion on the matter was, but one student who identifies as transgender was upset that the professor even referenced the opinion that transgender is not a real thing and no one can truly feel like they were born in the wrong body. No, you can truly feel that way. We know that. It's called a mental disorder. There's supposedly a cure for that. Psychobabble people claim to have cured it, and there are ex-homosexuals that have claimed they have been cured. And they are married and raising a family. So, regardless of what you think, and I, I can hear it out there, hey, oh, that that's just brainwashing. They really changed. They're really still homosexual. They're just going through the motions. If we're really homosexual, you'd have a problems going. You would have a problem going through the motions, would you not? Having children. So, it has been done, and it has been done quite a lot, and by more than one person. So. It has to be put back into the treatment manual and treated. And then maybe these people can be happy one day. But they're never going to be happy just because they dress up like a woman. Chop off their man parts and have some false breasts inserted. Inside, you're the same damn person you were before. And you're still screwed up because that wasn't the problem. The problem was that you, you need mental health. And nobody's getting it to you because it's politically incorrect to say that homosexuals, LGBTQs, need to seek mental health professionals. They obviously, by definition, are not normal. They're less than 1% of the population. And their behavior and... That's all it is, is abnormal. Sorry, they weren't trapped inside uh, another body. If you have two X's, you're a woman. If you have an X and a Y chromosome, you're a man. That's it. Or boy, girl. That's it. There's no other discussion in the matter. It's over with. God chose what he made you. That's who you are. Now, go figure out why you don't know that. Would help if you know what it would help if you started going to church too and reading the Bible. Oh, I'm not for blocking homosexuals from going to church. I think they have they need to go to church, but they sure as heck shouldn't be in charge of the church, and nor should they be receiving communion because they're in a state of sin, mortal sin, actually, would be. If you're Catholic and you take communion when you're not in a, when you're in a state of sin, especially mortal sin, you're not supposed to go take communion until you make an act of contrition and go to confession, and that means you're going to not repeat the behavior again, if at all possible. Homosexuals have no they they don't want to stop. They're not gonna stop. So they have no act of contrition, so they live in a constant state of sin. And they're constantly offending their own God. No, you don't offend me. I think you're 
I, I just think you're silly, but uh, sometimes annoying. Now, you activists, I hate you. I, any left-wing activist for any reason, I hate your guts. Because you're, you're a machine of the left. You're a machine of Lucifer. You're a machine of evil. And therefore, I do hate you. But I will pray for your immortal soul. Uh, we'll know if it works. You'll stop being an activist. <laughs> this is just... I, I knew it was bad, but... This is stupid. I couldn't... I wouldn't even be allowed to be a professor in college. There's no way. The whole class would run out. In the first half hour, they'd be gone. They couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> 10,000 microaggressions an hour. Oh, my God. They'd be crying. I do that to people. That's true. I have done that to people. Uh, no, I wasn't sorry. I think it's funny. Because it was only... They were only crying because they... I was right, they were wrong, and it seems mean. You Being right isn't mean. It's being right. It's the truth. It's what you're supposed to hear. Truth, not lies. I could sit here and say, oh, homosexuals, oh, they should just be whatever they want to be and act however they want to act, and we should just love them, and, and love, will, love, love will solve everything. I could, I could do that. I'm not going to. Because that wouldn't be honest. That is nonsense that I know to be untrue. And therefore, I'm not going to say that. I would, let's go back to the story. I would just like the professor to be educated about what trans is and how what he said is not okay. Because as someone who truly identifies as a trans woman, I was very offended and hurt by this. The student wrote in their complaint. So we have to, uh, we have to read your opinion right that's what you're saying we're required to not only hear your point of view but make it our point of view but you don't even have to listen to the other side of it right yeah you can tell just by just by saying that you have a mental disorder that brain doesn't think right it needs help it's screaming for help it's a transgender a tranny oh they hate that oh well it's short for transgender get used to it why should i have to say the whole word we shorten all kinds of words in the english language how come i can't short transgender what's so special about them that's the other thing all the freaks are treated like they're the real citizens and they have all the rights and the rest of us can suck it up us oh, not the way it works now, this is not a majority rules country, but it is also not supposed to be an uber minority rule country either. And people that have mental disorders, we're not supposed to listen to them. They're supposed to go get fixed or shut up, frankly. Never mind that the professor wasn't even expressing his own opinion. This dude just wanted the discussion shut down and the school obliged. Who out there with a real brain believes that these people are not mentally damaged? If you raised your hand, you've been brainwashed. Congratulations. A member of the bias response team. Just, that is, 
I would not pay for my kid to go any place that would have such stupid things as bias response teams. Oh, and, and you can't discuss opposing viewpoints. That's what college was supposed to be about. Learning and debating. Learning and debating. They don't debate anymore. It's all regurgitation. No debating. We would have to take whatever side we were assigned. Whatever the topic was. If it didn't matter if I liked it or not. Here's your topic. Go learn about it. Be ready for the debate on Friday. That's it. And that's what you do. And that's what I did. Even though I didn't believe a word I was saying. I still knew how to debate it. Even though it's it was stupid. I was on the wrong side of it. But you know, you know me. I, I don't like to lose. So the bias response team advised the professor not to revisit transgender issues in the classroom, if possible, to avoid the student's expressed concerns. He was also told to avoid stating opinions, his or those of the authors, on the topic as he had previously when working from the Atlantic article. This is what America's colleges are becoming. Are becoming, have become. Another North Colorado professor was, this you got to understand, Northern Colorado is uber liberal, all right? It's got Boulder and the, at the college there, Boulder, Colorado, and I mean, it's just uber, just drenched in progressivism. It's just disgusting, really. Yeah, I've been there. Another Northern Colorado professor was also investigated by the BRT. Oh, oh now they're police. Do they have police powers? Can they arrest me? Because if not, when they come to me with this, I, I would have laughed in their face and told them, you better stay out of my classes, bias response team, because I'm going to make you melt. I'll be so politically incorrect. The, I, I, wanna, I just want to class political incorrectness. <laughs> I want to teach it. <laughs> You're going to make some kid's head explode. Yes, and that's how you call the herd. Does that make you racist? This is homosexuality and, and other more perverse things. It's not well, possible. They, they just keep throwing these terms out that, that we're this, we're this, we're that, we're this, we're that. Yeah, yeah. You you are screwed up in the head. That's why you have all these different types of homosexuality. Ugh. Some are just more sicker than others. The trannies are the worst. I'm sorry. I, I don't understand how any psychiatrist could meet with anybody who wants to have an operation like that and sign off on their mental state. Just the fact that they want the surgery tells me they're not right in the head and their judgment might be off. You are... Well, let me put it this way, psychobabble people. You are actually, if you're doing this, you're actually responsible for what happens to that person or when that person goes off to anybody else around them. You will be responsible. You're the one who signed off on it, that they were not mentally damaged when they obviously were. Now, everything that happens to that person and that person does to people because of you is your responsibility. It's your sin. Good luck with that. Oh, God doesn't care. No, God doesn't quibble. No, he doesn't equivocate. Sorry. 
<clears throat> all right. So investigating the BRT, notice how the acronym sounds like BRAT. <laughs> For assigning controversial reading on homosexuality. Specifically, there were two topics of debate that triggered them and personally felt like an attack on their identity. GodHatesFags.com. Is this harmful? Is this acceptable? Is this Christianity? And gay marriage, should it be legal? Is homosexuality immoral, as Christians suggest? We don't suggest anything. The BRT's report said, uh, Judeo-Christians don't equivocate on that either. God was quite clear in both the Old and New Testaments. Homosexuality is an abomination before God. Well, to God, the real only reason for having sex is to procreate, see? that That's what it's designed for. Not for you people to play at all the time. All right. Uh, as, the, as with the other complaining student, this one felt the class should not have to hear an opinion counter to what they believe. Yeah, they don't want they don't want the rest of the brainwashed people to realize they're being brainwashed. That's what that's why they're doing this. That's why they shut classes down on the topic. Because if they hear the other side, they might choose the other side, and that would make them homophobic. And that would be wrong. It would be if they were homophobic. But again, you misuse the language. Phobic means an unnatural fear of something. It just, I, don't, I don't fear anything about homosexuals. They don't scare me. The only thing, but they are destroying my culture. So that's why I care. See, if the activists would just shut up, nobody would have a problem with you. But because you've made it political, now I've got to come out and say all these things because they need saying. I'm sorry, the truth is the truth, and the truth will out. I don't care what you do. And by the way, you may have some people trained to say things like parrots on the outside, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're thinking that on the inside. See? Because, again, truth will have out. I do not believe that students should be required to listen to the their own rights and personhood debated. We, you do it all the time. What are you talking about? The left debates guns, doesn't it? Well, I'm sorry. That's a unalienable right protected by the Bill of Rights. You, you're not allowed to even sniff around my rights to own a firearm. As for homosexuality, there's nothing in the Constitution on it. So um, it's not an unalienable right either. Although you can do with your life what you want. And you can have sex with whoever you want. I don't care. But I will keep you away from children. Sorry. You have a mental disorder. You're not raising children. And I'm sorry. There there are no homosexual marriages because marriage requires one extra step, and that's in the eyes of God. And homosexuals cannot get married in the eyes of God. So their marriages are just secular, and they mean nothing. You know, and they don't diminish our marriages because we're not just secular. You know, it's amazing because if they didn't, if they weren't screaming so loudly and in our faces, we wouldn't even be talking about this. We would care less. They're, they're, they're getting upset because we're talking about it, but they're the ones who are making us talk about it. Right. They have forced <laughs> themselves into our lives, and now they want us not to talk about it. That's you, what I mean. They're just they're idiots. Dame Bramage is what they are. I mean, come on. You idiots. 
Uh, I don't think my personage would be debating. This professor should remove these topics from the list of debate topics. That's a microaggression. Debating the personhood of an entire minority demographic should not be a classroom exercise. Oh, but you can do it for the majority. You can sit there and debate about the majority, but not about you, right? Because we have to accept your personhood no matter what. But you don't have to accept ours, do you? Oh, no, we're breeders. Got it. Hashtag hater. I own the hashtag. <laughs> I am. Look at this. Hashtag. An entire minority demographic. <laughs> oh, my God. There's only less than 1% of the populace. Zero point and, three. And we have to sit around and basically kiss their backside. Zero point three. I don't do that. Yeah, I know you keep saying that out loud, but all of homosexuality. I'm just talking about the trannies. Oh, the trannies are, yeah. They say about 0 0.3. Yep. Who knows? You really think all all of the trannies are going to tell the people taking the census that they're transgender? They're loud and proud. Subwell, no. The activists are loud and proud. Really, the regular ones, the regular homosexuals, they, they, they don't really want to draw too much attention because usually it's negative are you kidding me in bozeman they had that stupid parade they did that parades everywhere that's different and those are the activist types that are in the parade now you do know there's a whole bunch of homosexuals that weren't up on the platform right probably might have been the same crowd you're in watching the same parade why you would watch that parade i don't know maybe you like seeing men half naked gyrating on each other i couldn't tell you but you might want to see someone about that because I would never go to a homosexual parade ever. And I would never call it gay because it's not happy. They're not happy, and the word means happy. And I'm going to say gay all the time. And it isn't going to be about homosexuals. Ha! Take the words back from the left. Don't let them win. Don't let them relabel themselves. They are what they are. Changing the label doesn't change the facts. In other words, if you, you could slap a coat of paint on an old piece of crap car and you're still going to have an old piece of crap car that's an old saying i know i keep bringing them up yeah I because a lot of people haven't heard them and you need to these were all important lessons to learn growing up these things these things have real meaning they're not just words they're lessons you learn them by hearing them all the time growing up you learn the lessons anyway i gotta go to a break show cooperative radio show you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. We are the socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813-800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-511-3024-800-511-3024-800-511-3024-800-511-3024. The following message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now. 800-862-0336. That's 800-862-0336. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies.
to free the slaves. Who's going to pay for that debt? 100,000 lives. Who's going to pay for that? It was actually more than that. I'm just going to stick with 100,000. All right, so uh, back to WAPO. Plagiarizing portions of his resume, including his quote-unquote educational philosophy, which the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette claims was lifted from a WAPO editorial last year. This is, as well as other revelations about facts stated on Mr. Hamlet's resume, has galvanized some to demand that the school board find a different leader for the district, according to the news site. Hamlet is serving as a district consultant at a rate of $807.70 a day for the purpose of transition and planning activities through the end of the month when he's supposed to take over the helm of the district's 54 schools full-time with a salary of $210,000 a year, the Tribune Review reports. I think, what is $870 a day? How much is that a year? That's a, that's so ridiculous a number, I don't even contemplate it, getting paid $807 a day for anything. This, as well as other revelation about the facts, have them concerned. Hamlet is, it's a, he's, he's in charge of the whole district and his whole resume is a lie. All right. But Hamlet is scrambling to explain the plagiarism, which consisted of a few sentences from the editorial, as well as questions about his track record at Palm Beach County Schools in Florida, where he served as a principal of Riviera Beach's John F. Kennedy Middle School. The Palm Beach Post reported earlier this month that Hamlet did not lift the school's state grade from an F to a C, as he claimed on a resume. He submitted to Pittsburgh's public school system. When he became principal in May 2009, it had moved from a D to a C under his predecessor and remained at a C when he left in 2011, according to the news site. Hamlet's claim on his resume that he increased the graduation rate at Palm Beach Lakes High School by 13 percentage points while cutting down on suspension was also a lie. The left lie like like it's just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? During his three years as principal, the official graduation rate rose by less than five points from 63.5 to 67.7 percent. State records show, according to the news site. State prosecutor Laurel Brandstetter is now reviewing Hamlet's resume and is expected to give a report to the school board this week, though it's unclear whether the report will be available to the public. Well, I think I would insist on it. And again, we're supposed to take back our school boards, right? Now Now you're starting to see how important this is? In the meantime, local education officials, politicians, union bosses, and community leaders have held meetings to discuss Hamlet and calls for a new superintendent search. The school board has also hired a public relations firm at the rate of $140 an hour on an as-need basis to help with the torrent of media inquiries about Hamlet's sketchy resume. 
Joanna Huss, head of Huss Group, told the Post-Gazette. County Executive Rich Fitzgerald and Mayor Bill Peduto issued a joint statement about the ongoing investigation into Hamlet's background Thursday. The mayor and county executive have hosted meetings to listen to all voices in this matter in hopes of bringing all sides together, the statement read. The discussions have been private and will continue to be to facilitate open dialogue among the parties. Several experts on plagiarism told the Post-Gazette there's no question about whether Hamlet plagiarized the Washington Post editorial for his resume, but contends some plagiarism is worse than others. Yes, it's plagiarism, but not all plagiarism are created equal, said Jonathan Bailey, who runs Plagiarism Today. When they plagiarize an entire novel versus plagiarizing just a passage, it's a big difference. It is, because that's not really plagiarizing. It's cutting and pasting, right? Bailey said he doesn't believe Hamlet would face legal consequences for his for his plagiarism. Again, I'm not fixing it. It says for his for his plagiarism. Um, if the man is too stupid to change around the wording, that it's that obvious that he he plagiarized it, that he deserves to be fired immediately because he's an idiot. The amount that was taken was just so small. It was only a couple of sentences, he said. The portion copied probably doesn't qualify for copyright protection by itself. It's likely that case would not go anywhere. Regardless, others believe that any plagiarism sets a bad example for students. And plus, if you do it so stupidly, you obviously don't have the brains for the job. Again, teach kids that if you're going to take stuff out of the Encyclopedia Britannica, change the wording a bit. Yeah, but he didn't plagiarize. He lied. He didn't do it's what a, he said he was going to do. It's a written thing, so it's plagiarized. Okay, again, he didn't do what he said he did. He did. He copied from somebody else's. Yeah, he did what he did. But he's 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 lying now. He's misrepresenting misrepresenting how bad it was. It wasn't just a couple of sentences because it was more than that, wasn't it? We just read it. It was more than just the one thing. All right. Uh, so they're worried about setting an example. There would be no reason for the children to find out about this if they didn't blow it up like they did. Uh, but again, if you're too stupid to do it without getting caught, then how are you going to teach the kids how to do it without getting caught? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> He's an idiot. Kids shouldn't be around children, yet alone be in charge of a district of schools. He's too stupid not to plagiarize on his resume. If he felt the need to plagiarize, he must have felt that he was good enough for the job, huh? I'm declaring this the idiot show, because you keep calling everybody's idiots. (laughs) If you're in a position of leadership, an example you need to set to be exemplary, especially if they're going into the education system, said Adriana Helbig, Assistant Dean of Academic Integrity at the University of Pittsburgh. I will be. I will laugh at you. Ah, there's, there's no such thing. Ah, the whole, the whole schools are all full of progs. They're all a bunch of lying pieces of crap. Oh, 
The majority of teachers, you heard me, the majority of teachers. There are good teachers, but they're the minority. And it's almost impossible to be a good teacher in that, in that environment. You are the person that is creating the reality for these students before they enter the real world, and you're teaching them how to engage with the real world. Yes, first lesson, be dishonest. That's what he's saying, right? I hate dishonesty. There's already too much dishonesty. The left is dishonest all the time. It, it, it doesn't always lie, but it's dishonest. It's not telling the, the whole truth. Sometimes they tell part of the truth. Sometimes they do lie. Sometimes they make it up. Sometimes they're just regurgitating and they don't know any better. And those are called the useful idiots. Oh, yeah, idiot show. From csmonitor.com. <laughs> it is the idiot show. It just really is. In North Carolina, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, CMS, one of the nation's largest districts last week, bucked the country's toughest transgender bathroom law. Meanwhile, in sparsely populated Blaine County, Idaho, residents gathered recently out of both concern and sympathy over whether to allow transgender children to choose which bathroom to use once the school begins. There's no such thing as a transgender child. Now, here we go. There is. Um, here we go. There is. Here we go. Uh, more idiots. I, obviously, I knew Idaho, man. California just moved in there crazy years ago when I decided no way I was going to Idaho. I guess they've really taken over because oh, oh, what parent would give a crap, I'd say sympathy and even consider letting a child go into an opposite gender bathroom? Are you out of your minds? I would have got swats with a stick if I got caught in the girl's bathroom. Are you kidding me? Oh, but let's, let's discuss it. Yeah, you know, I notice you people don't care about children anymore, do you? used to say for the child all the time. You don't say that too much anymore. Now it's to the child, not for the child, right? Because hmm. this screws up the kids, right? Sure does. Actually, the, the what was it called? The Association of Pediatrics or something like that? We did an article. They said doing this is going to permanently damage the child. That's what they want. I mean, the P3... They will not be happy until we're all as damaged and stupid and brain dead as they are. That's the bottom line. They can't stand that we're smarter than them. We can't, they can't stand that they can't win arguments against us on politics because they don't really have a leg to stand on. They, they want to take, they say they want to give people stuff. No, they don't. They want to take away your stuff and give it to other people. That's what they want. They can't stand that we hold the higher moral, moral ground. Oh, there's no such thing as a moral high ground either. Just so you know. Not to them. So, no, I'm sorry, these are bad parents, and I am blaming the parents. They shouldn't even be talking about it. It's a non-starter. The answer is no. But the poor child, I'm thinking about the child. Hey, kid, I don't care what your parents tell you. You're a boy. You better start dressing like one or someone's going to beat you up. Oh, now you're advocating being a bully, Brian? No, I'm just saying what happens. That's just a fact. <laughs> They've gotten rid of bullying in school. Yeah, they got this called cyberbullying now. You've you've pushed them onto the internet. Great, people are kids are killing themselves because of it. No one killed themselves because they got beat up by a bully when I went to school. But now that there's no bullying, bullying out of school is causing kids to kill themselves. 
you get bullying's gonna happen. Here's an idea. The more you get involved in it and the more the left touches it, the more evil and corrupt it becomes. There are two snapshots that underscore what's rapidly becoming a difficult and immediate reality for schools across the United States, especially in the wake of the deadly attack on a gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida on June the 12th. What does that have to do with bathrooms? Here we go again. Yep. We need gun control. What did that story, what did that story scream gun control? It screamed, where are all the guns? Why isn't they dead? Why isn't they? Yeah, there was more than one. I'm convinced. I don't know how many, though. They're not telling us. I suspected from the beginning there was more than one. Now that they've admitted that there is. But I, they're not saying how many. They're two, three, four, what? What's going on here? Do you have any suspects? Oh, it won't tell, you, won't tell you it had anything to do with Islam, either. The takeaway from that story should have been by the lamestream media. Islam is incompatible with Western society. It was Islam that encouraged them to kill homosexuals because that's what they do to homosexuals. They kill them. And you should really want them out of here. The whole left, your idiots are doing just what happened in the Arab winter. You're, you're siding up. This is what's happening. The so International Socialists, Communist Party USA, the Muslim groups, uh, the minority groups, they're all going to come together to, to to fight us and take over the country or whatever the case may be. Fine. But what happened in the Arab winter? Did the socialists win? No. They killed them. Muslims win. They can only be Islam and they can only be Muslim. If not, you're a dimmy or you're dead. You got two choices. That's it. That's the only way that Islam can work that's the that's the way it's set up to work that's the way it says it has to be and its whole purpose in life is to conquer the world and not no not through love through violence but partner up with them you're right us conservatives they're horrible we think homosexuality is a sin yeah but we don't stone you to death that's between you and god that's the difference While uh, it's camp and pool season for the kids, school administrator, principals, and teachers are trudging a thin line between state and federal directives and the potential of upset parents as they struggle to balance concerns about privacy and safety with a fundamental mission to provide what CMS. That's exactly what it said. I'm not fixing it. Superintendent Ann Clark calls a safe and joyful journey through school for all students. No, no. The journey should be okay. reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's yes, it. but safe and joyful journey, that's fine. Safe. Safe means not having uh, boys in the girls' room and girls in the boys' room. That's what that means. That's safety. There you go. So I agree with you. And we'll all be joyful that your son isn't going into the girls' room. See? You know what would be great? Safe and joyful journey you know it would be great well, it would be great but i know that the, it would never happen and i know that the girls would get in trouble what if the boy if he went in and the girls beat the crap out of him oh no, no you can't do that you gotta be kidding me that's what's gonna happen if there's a guy in my bathroom oh, they, they will sue the school <laughs> the kids parents will sue the school 
And that's all that's going to happen out of that. But again, don't send your schools to the child abuse centers and your child won't be abused. Don't send your child to the, you said school to the child abuse center. <laughs> don't, well, don't, they are the child abuse centers. <laughs> so, all right, the struggle comes immediately. There should be no struggle because the president opens his pie hole. We got to listen. That man is a, about as un-American as an American could be. And he doesn't have the power over schools. But unfortunately for you, you take federal dollars for your public schools. And if you don't listen, he'll, he'll take them back. He won't give it to you. And without the money, the school won't be able to function. And so they're, gonna, they're going to do this in schools. They've already done it, I guarantee you. It's already been done. Well, this is why you said to take your school board back. Right. This had, this this can't happen. And if you can't pay for your own children's education and where you have to rely on someone on the other part of the country to, to pay for your kid to go to school or your neighbor's property tax to pay for your kids to go to school, then uh, you, you've kind of got a problem, don't you? Aren't you kind of a mooch? Educate your own children. It's what the left thinks. It is not the community's job to raise them. It is yours and yours alone. They used to say this. He's your kid. He's yours to break. The struggle comes amid uh, all this wrangling over an Obama administration directive that interpreted transgender bathroom choices covered by the Civil Rights Act of 1970. 1964, which in itself is unconstitutional, and I'll debate that with anybody, anytime, anywhere. Which bars sex discrimination, which also hasn't stopped discrimination, you notice. It's just more discrimination, not less. Thirteen states, including Georgia, have sued, saying the interpretation is overreach of federal power. It's a once obscure issue that's now challenging America's nearly 100,000 public schools. If you're in a district that's sailing along, everything is fine. And now all of a sudden you have two mandates, one from mom and one from dad. What do you do? That's not one from mom and one from dad. It's one from mom and dad and one from the federal government. Says Jeff Nash, a spokesman for the Chapel Hill Carborough School District in North Carolina. And it's not like they're talking about two different shades of blue. One wants blue, the other red. But there's also mounting evidence that many schools have begun to address the transgender bathroom issue quietly and compassionately. Often expanding rights for transgender kids without raising much ruckus from the community. And sometimes leading an education and reform effort on transgender rights from the ground up. There are no transgender rights. That's the end of that conversation. There are no, there are only individual rights. There are unalienable rights. There are civil rights. There is no transgender rights. You have no, there is no right to be a transgender, sorry. I mean, you can do your body whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can behave like whatever you want. You can dress up whatever you want. I don't care. But the minute you start going in the wrong bathroom, that's where we draw the line. That We're supposed to be tolerant. We're not supposed to bend over and take it. That's their job. Anyway, uh, I don't know. How do you deal with this transgender thing? Quietly, I gotta go to break. It's Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back.
live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation, working on my new, new jobs plan, I realize there are steps we can take right now to improve people's lives. But I, I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had another plan except the... Shut up! damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. From the Can you dig it? You see, this cat buried is one dumb mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Obama. Oh, okay. He's not a complicated man, but nobody understands him but his woman. Michelle. Barack! Barack! You didn't eat the apples in your happy meal! But I don't want to! The Shaft. Now playing in an economy near you. You're damn right. And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. You use my middle name. What a nasty campaign. I'm not ashamed of my middle name. It rhymes with change. Bahrain and John Wayne I'm the next JFK But just call me B.O. today Can you refrain From using my middle name Now let me explain It causes Oprah stress and strain I believe we can collectively come together and change. The private sector is doing fine. 
President Obama's promise to get national unemployment under 8% has not yet been realized. 40 consecutive months of 8% unemployment or more. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. The recovery has kind of slowed down. You can see that in our jobs numbers. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. It's the weakest recovery we've ever had. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. Transgender bathrooms. Yay. I can't believe we're even having this conversation. Come to think of it, I've said that quite a bit over the last 10 years. <clears throat> so they somehow are... I don't see how you can deal with this issue quietly. He's telling me that there are principles allowing transgenders to do this quietly and not telling the parents and how can you you can't do that you got to tell the parents everything they're the ones that pay your salary oh no it's six o'clock oh no the alarm <laughs> ah, worse than that i just snoozed it so i was gonna do it again oh no again this is not keep having a safe environment for children to learn at all. If a kid has to be afraid that somebody's going to come in their bathroom that they don't like or in the locker room that they don't well, want. Well, they, they already have to, look, you've gotten rid of bullies. It's almost no fun in school anymore. I mean, really, when they all sit around in suits and ties and sit there with their hands folded quietly at the desk, mem memorizing every word that comes out of the idiots up there at the chalkboard, that aren't educating anymore. They're just brain remapping. Okay, uh, where are we here with this? <clears throat> Over time, we've seen a growing track record of successful responses from school communities when transgender students step up and say, this is something I need, says Eliza Biard, director of GLSEN. That's, just, that's a different homosexual group yeah gay lesbian something or other i don't know oh there it is a gay lesbian and transgender education advocacy group where are these people they're coming out of the damn woodwork they're just activists they go from left-wing cause to left-wing cause to left-wing cause and this has all been happening since the homosexual in the white house correct oh i don't know he may be gender fluid we don't know. Maybe he really is a man when he's president, and in his off time when he's with his boyfriend, he's a girl. She's not going to respond to this at all. She's just writing. She's not even doing this show. She's just writing things down. I'm writing stuff down for the show. I understand. For me, not the show. Your notes on what you played, you mean. She has to write down all the commercials. But she insists on not using commercial blocks. So... Uh, I always use commercial blocks because it's just easier. You, you get to, you get a break at the break. You don't have to do anything. So uh, <clears throat> she adds that 
the transgender bathroom issue also highlights a core challenge for schools. Are we going to run our schools as compassionate communities? Or are we going to run them out of fear? You How about we just run it as an educational institution? Not I mean, a... really? <laughs> How hard is this? You could, look, there's no place in public school K through 12 for the discussion of homosexuality, transgender, or anything else. And no kid can feel trapped inside. I'm telling you right now, I'd investigate the parents of every one of these kids because those kids have been molested. They've been sexually molested. That's the only way this happens. I guarantee it. But they would say, oh, that's too politically incorrect. We can't do that. What do you mean you can't do that? Somebody molested this kid and turned him into this freak. See, that's caring about the kids. Not, oh, let them dress up and put blush and lipstick on. Because after all, they can't bully him in school anymore. Then they can bully him after school, can't they? And they're all men. They're men that are doing this. Women aren't trying to be men. Men are trying to be women. Little girls. We're talking about school. I know age, you're though. talking about school, but I'm talking about it's only 0.3% of the population. What do we care? Suck it up. Like you said, right? Embrace the suck. I really would be using those terms on this topic. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That's why I get paid the big bucks. Uh, we just run them as an educational institution. Thank you. This is the problem. You have progs completely in charge of the public education system. They don't have, their brains don't work right. Being compassionate for one child's need is more important to them than how it affects everybody else. It's idiotic. It's against their own ideals. The good of the many over the good of the few. In other words, the good of the heterosexual over the good of these freaks. They're a minority. The good of the many over the good of the few, commie. Come on, you good little collectivist. That's what you say all the time. Well, that should be. In this case, it should be true. you got to take all the children's needs when you're in that position. you got you got to have everybody. You have, let's say, 100 kids in your school. For one kid who wants to play dress-up, you're going to uproot the whole school all all 99 of the other kids have to suffer for the one weird kid that's a, see what i mean they're inconsistent that's opposite of their values they say it is about collectivism it is a good of many over the good of the few blah, 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 blah. well it seems to me they keep going the good of the few of the good of the many now don't they they're schizophrenic, Brian. I keep trying to tell no, you that. No, they have an ideology. It is an ideology. It is not like conservatism. Conservatism just is. You have to be brain-humped to accept all that left-wing nonsense. Either that, or you're one of the people that are working for the New World Socialist Order and making a lot of money doing this, and also, you know, got a nice cushy spot waiting for you here and there. Look at Van Jones. He bounced back good, didn't he? Yeah, kick, we got him kicked out of the White House. He's such a commie. And, uh, but he got another gig just as soon as he left. You know, He didn't get hurt at all. He just wasn't in the White House. He's still out there giving his crazy speeches about taking over the world with socialism like it's never been done before. This is a, like this is a new thing. They keep marching forward, they say. How is socialism forward? It's old. 
Free markets are new compared to socialism. Certainly totalitarianism has been with us through history. And I don't like Gleason, whatever they are. Gleason? I think they called Gleason, like Harry Gleason. Uh, yeah, like Gleason to the moon, Alice. <clears throat> I don't really care how many acronyms or activists you have. It's just that. Shut up and go away. Just shut up and go away. Just shut up and go away. Okay, now. Before we make you irrelevant. This next part of this article was actually, to me, the most important part of the article. This is going to go to states' rights versus municipalities, Brian. And I really want you to, to delve into and explain this. Yeah, I got other things to explain, though. Uh, look, these activists, little common sense here, ladies and gentlemen, these activists attacking businesses, attacking us, attacking our children, do you think that makes us think kindly towards LGBTQ people? Do you think we may never have even thought about it? We may, may never have even known we met one. But now we can't stand them because that's all we hear. Their rights, their rights. Their, what about our rights? Screw them. Again, I'd like to help them. Send them to a shrink. I think this one's too complicated for the bartender. Uh, but she adds. No, we did that already. Don't go back into the stupid compassionate... I really, I, I love that quote. I really want to say it again. Okay. I really do. <laughs> are we going to run our schools as compassionate communities? Or are we going to run them out of fear? Where's the fear here? Other than, there's no fear, there's facts. That kind of behavior will affect the children and how they look at things in life. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not, that's not fear. That's a fact. It's a reality. And again, one or two students shouldn't upset a hundred students or a thousand students, whatever the case may be. I'm sorry. Uh, there's only a sprinkling of these freaks around. And again, investigate the family because somebody did something they shouldn't have with that young boy. Perhaps nowhere is that choice more evident than in Charlotte, the 19th largest school district in the U.S. Now, it, here's the problem. First of all, Caesar doesn't really have any this power. There's, there's no power over education. There's no power over bathrooms in the Constitution. None of this stuff is any of the national government's business. This is a local state issue and even maybe county, depending on how your state's structured. Keep it a local decision. Look, a bunch of a bunch of left-wing lunatics that happen to live in one school district want to let this behavior to go on? Well, it's their kids. And they're, they're idiots. They want to socially experiment with their children. I guess go ahead. It's their children to break. But, kid, but when you go to... A collective school where other people's children are, then you cannot play because the rest of us don't want you playing with our children. Get it? So one county may say yay, one county may say nay. You could always move to a new county, can't you? 
One okay. state may say yay, one state may say nay. Okay, and this is going to go to this part of the article that's really important. I, I would assume mostly nays. Mostly nays. But see, the the problem with the public schools is the whole institution is run by progs. That's why they don't understand the problem. It's compassionate. Oh, like Obama said, he said the golden rule about this. It's the golden rule. Uh, don't bring Jesus into this, Muzzy. You don't know anything about the con you don't know anything about the Constitution or the Bible. No. It's important. I'll get to it. What time is it? Oh, it's the last hour. Uh, earlier this, I just got warmed up. Earlier this spring, the North Carolina legislature, with no public input, I don't care if there's public input. This public input crap means nothing. I'm so tired of it. Go ahead and send your crap up to Washington all the time when they have open comment. Go ahead. See if it makes any difference at all. The, they already knew what they were going to do before they allowed you to give you waste your time sending your opinions in and your facts and your figures. And they're not going to look at any of it. And they're just going to, once the period is over, the comment period is over, they could just go ahead and do what they want. And that's what they do. That's how the game works. But if you want to play circus and bread with them, go ahead. Keep sending stuff up there like your opinion matters. Again, think local. That's where you could do the well, most that's good. That's why I want you to, to get into this because this is local. And I know, and right. I just pointed out no public input passed the bill. They would have put, With public input, they would have passed the bill. Again, who's in charge? Progs. Who got them there by this, either electing them or not voting? Yeah, you. This Replace a, them. This is a bill forbidding the schools from doing this. Brian, please read it. I'm not there yet, Susan. I'm talking about what I'm talking about. You keep wanting me to talk about stuff I haven't even seen yet. And I certainly haven't read it yet. And it doesn't matter uh, which way they're voting. What I said is normally true unless you have taken over your local government. If you've taken over this particular government, then, yeah, you'd have a strong say in it. and They'd have to listen to you. But if you're and I know that this area is very populated, so I know it's not like that. And uh, really, they don't care what you have to say. However, it seems like in the House, they had enough people that went, no. That's what she says I'm going to read next, but I don't know. I haven't read it yet. So, any, so anyway, they passed uh, House Bill 2. Oh, this is the bathroom bill. Now I remember this one. House Bill 2, a law that forbade Charlotte and other municipalities from enacting non-discrimination ordinances related to transgender rights. It went beyond any other state by explicitly making it illegal to use a public restroom or locker room at school or other public facilities that doesn't correspond to the person's gender at birth. But last Monday, I, I, I would say, don't even do that at birth. I should have done that. You will go to the corresponding person's gender by chromosome. You could just run a simple test, chromosomal test, and know immediately if it's male or female. And that's the way they should have written it. But there was a lot of emotions in this, and, you know, that's what happens. People do stuff like that. But last Monday, CMS Superintendent Clark announced changes to the school's bullying policy that contradicts state law. Along with new training for teachers and principals, the new policy affirms the right of transgender students to choose which bathroom they'd like to use 
How could they do this? Thank you. That's what I wanted you to get to. They made it a state law. You can't can't do that. That's exactly what I wanted you to get to. I wanted you to bring out. Well, I want to know why the state is arresting this man. Thank you. Yes. The superintendent Clark needs to go Go to jail. jail. Well, at least least get fired. At the very least, yeah, terminated. Because they can't do this. It said it's against the law to do it, and he's doing it anyway. So that's now it's back to the state. This is the game. Now, what's the state going to do about enforcing it? Right. Was that's that infor- was that enforcement part in House Bill Two? Oh, there wasn't. So how are you going to enforce it? Now they can do whatever they need to do to enforce that law. That's the way it works because it is a law. And I don't if it's. You know, if it and if it is compliant with the state's constitution, that's what I was going to say. If it, we go, then we go back to the state constitution, right? And but we are talking about school and children, so it's a little different. They don't really, although they have unalienable rights, they're they're not of adult age yet. They're not of of the age where they don't have to be taken care of by somebody and taught how to live life. So that that is their job to prepare them and teach them. However, not this. And and look what they did. Look what the district did. If, look, if the state passes a bill that says you can't do this against the law, and then you go ahead and do it, you're asking to be thrown in jail, and I bet this person wants to get thrown in jail, and I bet they think they're going to make this a wonderful political issue, and oh, poor me, because it works so well with that clerk, the conservative Christian clerk who wouldn't do homosexual marriages. They don't understand. The stuff that works for us is because we have actual values. Doesn't work for you because you don't have any. Feels good, do it, man. <laughs> and there's no such thing as a conservative Democrat. There's very, very few conservative Republicans. But there is no conservative Democrats. Not a one. None. Oh, none. Oh, no. None. Not a one. I could go down the list of every Democrat up there. All progressives. All of them. And the large percentage of Republicans, also progressives. The right wing and the left wing of the progressive movement. They have infiltrated your churches. They have infiltrated your schools. They have infiltrated the government. They have infiltrated the courts up to the Supreme Court. They have infiltrated your state, local governments. They are everywhere. They've been working a hundred years to get here. And why do you think they go crazy every time they think they've gained something that's important to them we don't want to take it away from them they want to keep building that's the incrementalism that's been going on for 100 years they don't want nothing gets taken away we just keep building on and you got to compromise to get the work done compromise you can't compromise with evil all you get is evil you can't compromise with them because all you get is more government less liberty no matter they might not get as much of that as they want but they still get it every single time any conservative cooperates with any progressive we lose this reaching across the aisle they i'll reach across the aisle drag your ass on my side there's no compromise with right and wrong sorry Um, progressivism is evil period just like islam progressivism isn't as bad yet but you don't understand oh what they're going for is they want they are moving us to a totalitarian government a totalitarian crony socialist government 
So they're moving forward. Seems to me we're moving backwards because free markets and uh, so-called capitalism is newer than socialism, collectivism. And again, we we had that in this country from the beginning. The, the pilgrims tried it. It failed. Half the population died over the winter because they hadn't had food. Why? Because it was collective. Well, not after that. <laughs> they go back, give people private property, and they get to keep what they what they earn, what they make from their property. And then nobody starved. And then they got prosperous, and everything worked great. You know you say this every single show. It's important because they act like they're moving forward to to a futuristic thing. This is a backwards movement completely to serfdom good luck have fun keep working at it you might win you might be poor and have nothing before you know it anyway <clears throat> where was i last monday blah, 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 blah. transgender students to choose which bathroom they like to use uh-uh the district has chosen to ignore the legislation change in hb2 and instead heed a federal circuit court opinion about a virginia which out of Virginia, was affirmed that the Civil Rights Act covers discrimination against transgender people. It does not. I don't care if it does. It's unconstitutional, so it doesn't. It doesn't matter. The whole law is unconstitutional, so it's gone. It doesn't exist. It shall not be enforced. It's garbage. And no, if you work in in, in a school district inside a state, you can't go by some court opinion that has nothing to do with your state and say that gives you the right to do it. Again, he is purposely purposely trying to get arrested he is trying to make a big political splash make a name for himself here uh that's this is exactly why he's doing there's no other reason for this absolutely no other reason you don't go against state this is a really tough decision to deal with at all why wouldn't you be glad the state took it off your plate because you're an activist progressive that calls himself a superintendent that's why Uh, you know, if transgender students, here's the rub, people. You can't give rights to you can't give rights to certain people. It, it, a rights if it's a right of a transgender to choose a bathroom. Or sorry, from one citizen to choose which bathroom they want to go in. It's the right of every citizen to choose which bathroom they want to go in. You don't even need to be transgender. That's, but that's where they're headed anyway. They don't care. Allie McBeal Land. You remember that stupid show? That's back when I was in New York, and I, I was, I didn't know anything about politics, but I did know there's something wrong with that show. But I liked her looking at her legs, so I watched it. But yeah, it freaked me out that whole. They always had a scene where they had the 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 no gender bathroom, any gender bathroom, or whatever you want to call it, and uh, they were always in there talking to each other. I don't want. I don't talk to anybody in the bathroom. I'm a man. Women do that. Men don't do that. We go to the bathroom, wash our hands and leave. That's it. We're not interested in staying. First of all, men's room is always disgusting. You're going to have to have a full-time staff cleaning the bathroom to make women happy because uh, men are pigs, basically, and uh, usually they don't clean, them up, clean up after us. They just make it nice for women because women are special, see? They have special needs, and so... They give them nice stuff. Sometimes even a sitting room to talk and hang out. Wow. That's just, that's just alien to men. Alien. The district has chosen to ignore the legislation. 
Governor Pat McCrory, who signed HB2 into law, lambasted CMS for purposely breaking state law. Charlotte epitomizes how this has become a huge battle between state and federal power, says Angela Mazaris. Ooh, same name as the evil Angela Merkel. The director of the LGBTQ Center at Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And schools around the country are now having to navigate it. For school officials in Charlotte, the decision focused on an educational mission of ensuring student needs are handled in a loving and compassionate way. You're not being loving and compassionate to the rest of the children. You're only being loving and compassionate to one. And that is not allowed in education. <clears throat> if the Charlotte School District is going to be about every child, then every child is every child. And that includes transgender students, as well as students who come in a variety of faiths and beliefs. Oh, no. The, oh, no. Oh, no, really? No. Oh, really? You're no. going to cater to my belief? Oh, good. No. I, want, I want a prayer room for Thank Christians. Thank you. Thank you. Or, or we could just do prayers in class. <laughs> uh, we, let's go down this road. Yeah. Uh, no, they, I get, look, the only right they have is none because kids don't have rights. But transgender kids have less. Look, there's something wrong with you. You're broken. It, it would be best for you to hide it from the rest of the children. Really, just keep it to I yourself. I just love how hypocritical he is. you got to be kidding me. If somebody wears a cross in one of his classrooms, he's going to say, Listen, okay, it's all right. One minute it's collectivism, one minute it's individualism. It's because the, they're using the individual for the collective cause. They are being, they are using them. They don't care about them. There's no compassion in progressivism. Progressivism is evil. There's just hatred. Hatred for people that do well. Hatred for people that make more money and have more stuff. Hatred. Hatred, hatred of white people because the whole world's about white people. I guess. I don't hatred know. Hatred of Christians and people who hatred believe of in God. Right, but no hatred of Islam, but a lot of hatred for Christians. I, I, I don't I don't get how that works. It seems pretty selective to me. Anyway, they're full of crap. I hope he goes to jail. I hope he goes to prison, and I hope he gets made somebody's woman so he can feel transgendered. <laughs> you didn't do this last show. Oh, God, I forgot to do I was going to do it again. I, third hour is always my power. I'm just built up my steam you know i do <laughs> if you want to listen to us live we moved the show to 6 p.m eastern time sunday tuesday and thursday so that's sunday tuesday thursday 6 p.m eastern time 4 p.m mountain time and you can also listen and download all our shows for free there and we don't have every app known to man anymore. Spreaker took them away. I don't know why they didn't. I didn't get a message or anything, but they're no longer there. So now they want to charge me ninety nine dollars a year for them, for one. I think for one. I don't know. I didn't look into it too much right now. I don't have a hundred dollars to spend on an app. Sorry. So there are no apps over there now. Uh, we're also rebroadcast on RedStateTalkRadio.com. You can check the schedule over there. But I, we are moving tonight or was it last night today's tuesday yeah but i'm trying to remember does he do the schedule correct or backwards we'd have to go look in other words it's 2 a.m tuesday 2 a.m tuesday like monday night or tuesday night see i'm gonna assume it's monday night 
Anyway, so you go over there. They also have, they do have apps there for you to use. So, you, so through that, you can listen to us and a lot of other hosts there. Uh, there's some, a lot. Of, there's a bunch of new hosts there too. So do go over and check it out. Also, there's a free newsletter. Grab that. And uh, if you want, if you have Roku, we have a Red State Talk Radio on a Roku channel. Our shows can be heard on TuneIn, iHeart, iTunes through RedStateTalkRadio.com. I may change that because of my new schedule and i'll talk to you about that at a future date talkshoe.com podbean soundcloud mix i don't know uh, if you want to follow me on twitter it's at brian bonner if you want to go to the show page i just put it up yesterday because they took it down so i put it back up on so there's so i have no followers so if you could please go over there on twitter and uh follow follow the show be great talk amongst each other, comment about the show, whatever. Oh, and even though we don't have a phone, if you want to interact with the show, there is a chat room. Well, there is a there is an instant message chat that you could say, well, what about this? What about that? Whatever you want to do. And if it's, if it's something worthwhile, we'll bring it into the show. I'm on Facebook, at Brian Bonner 90 at Twitter. I'm at Brian Bonner and the show page on Twitter. Just do a search for uncooperative radio. Uh, I can't remember exactly what I had to name it for the, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, Facebook again, uncooperative radio, just do a search up at the top there. It'll take you there. Please join in, join like love, whatever. Oh, uh, let's see. And I think that's it. Yep. Oh, I almost threw it away. All right, back to the show. Push the button. I don't have a button for this. You Health usually, busters? Yeah, you usually do your little ditty. I thought you usually do the Obamacare one. No, that's for medical madness. Oh, that's for medical madness, which health has nothing to do with. Okay. You usually do Ghostbusters. I know. Dun 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 Health Busters From Foxnews.com, many Americans believe alternative medical approaches work. And they're not averse to shelling out hundreds of dollars annually for them. Government data release what Nesday suggests. The report compiled by the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health. Another health agency, really? NCCIH. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, found that in 2012, American adults spent about $30.2 billion out of pocket to complementary health approaches. About $1.9 billion of that spending was for children's care. Now, wasn't there a movement to get rid of all this stuff yep. so that we would not be able to avail ourselves of it? That was decades ago, but yep. And it didn't work. Actually, there was a couple of pushes. No, it didn't work. Alternative approaches include the trends survey included meditation, chiropractic care, herbal supplements, and yoga. Uh, yoga must be huge. Every woman on the planet is walking around in yoga pants. I know. Even some that really shouldn't, shouldn't. wear yoga pants. <laughs> if I see a guy wearing yoga pants, that's it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to actually have to go, excuse me, this is Montana. Go buy yourself a pair of jeans. Be a real man. Cowboy up. Alternative approaches included in the trends survey included 
included yoga, according to a press release. The spending, the spending represents 9.2% of all out-of-pocket spending by Americans on health care and 1.1% of total health care spending. Oh, by the way, if you're if you're sucked into Obamacare, you'll be glad to know the premiums are set to go up about 40% next quarter. All right. With so many people using and spending money on complementary health approaches, it is extremely important for us to provide the public with evidence-based information to help inform decisions. This is not the federal government's job. Their job is not to do anything in the interior. Nothing. This is nonsense. They don't do anything right anyway. NCCIH Director Dr. Josephine P. Briggs said, oh, why is it all women today, too? What's with this show? Idiots and women. <laughs> women are all idiots? What What are you trying to say here? I, I, I do a cold show. She puts it together, not me. If she's making a statement, not me. <laughs> this underscores the importance of conducting rigorous research to know whether the products and practices being used are safe and effective. It's called the Internet. We all have it now. We don't need you. Go away. Research suggests meditation and yoga offer physical and mental benefits. Yes, yoga is really a moving form of meditation. So they're really saying meditation and meditation. Duh. No, yoga is different. It's called moving meditation. There's also a martial art. Tai Chi. It's really Dai Chi, by the way. It's Chinese. It's Mandarin. That's what the word I was looking for on the other show. Mandarin Chinese. The way things are going, everybody better get your uh, Rosetta Stone and start learning Mandarin Chinese. Yeah, maybe even Russian. That's a possibility. Okay, uh, where are we? Uh, the research suggests that it has benefits, but the Food and Drug Administration does not regulate several alternative medical approaches, including herbal supplements, multivitamins, and popular dieting programs. They shouldn't be charge no, of anything. anything. There is no power in the Constitution over medication. Go find it. Nope. Nothing is implied in the Constitution. Nice try, though. According to the release for the new analysis, researchers found that Americans spent, when they start doing this, they're talking about starting to get involved in this again, where they're, they're going to get involved in herbal medicine and make it more expensive than it is now. But basically, because they don't want you taking it anyway. So we spend $14.7 billion out of pocket on complementary practitioners like chiropractors, acupuncturists, and massage therapists. Almost 30% of what they paid out of pocket to conventional physicians. Americans spent $12.8 billion out of pocket on natural product supplements, which was about one quarter of what they spent out of pocket on prescription drugs. In 2012, Americans spent $2.7 billion on self-care via approaches like CDs or books. The average amount spent on complementary care depending on family income, the report suggested, with wealthier families spending more on the medicine. The average person with a family income of less than $25,000 spent $435 out of pocket in 2012. And the average person with a family income of $100,000 or more 
spent about $590 out of bucket. This is showing me that they're losing faith in uh, conventional medicine. Oh, don't let the bee land on the microphone. That's that's not wasps. Don't worry about it. Don't swat it. It won't bite you. For visits to complimentary physicians, average spending for those groups was $314 and $518, respectively. Do you remember when it was like voodoo medicine to go to even a chiropractor? Yeah. My mother always went to a chiropractor. Took me to a chiropractor when I was a kid. Actually, I, he uh, straightened my my coccyx bone when I I slipped on the ice playing King of the Hill. Landed on an ice boulder. Ow. Yeah. Bent my coccyx all the way forward. Ow. Yeah. Well, he had to stick his finger you know where and pull it back out. Ow. All of it was unpleasant. All right. Uh, we did an earlier study on cost data from the 2007 NHIS, National Health Institute, which was not directly comparable to this one because of differences in survey design. Lead study author Richard L. Nahin, Ph.D., NCCIH's lead epidemiologist, said in the release. However, globally in both years, substantial numbers of Americans spent billions of dollars out of pocket on these approaches, an indication that users believe enough in value of these approaches to pay for them. I was going to go I was going to be an epidemiologist. I was already diagnosing people. I used to put real diagnosis down with their medical problems that had nothing to do with paramedicine because all I did was read medicine books all day. Study, 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 study. I wanted to be a doctor, man. I was going to be an epidemiologist, but I was going to work in a private practice and then do rotations in the in the ER, which for someone like me as a paramedic is a non, you know, kind of figured I'd do that, right? Go to the ER. Well, I got to get some action in my blood, you know? Yeah, I know. You were a adrenaline junkie when I met you. Yeah, I really was, but it was fun. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. Okay, I'm now. just saying right now that I'm worried because of this. They bother. Why would they do the study? Study studies have purpose. Yes. What is the purpose of the study? To get rid of the. To take control of the market. To right. take control of the market. That's what they want to do. They, there can be no free markets in the in the new world order and in the new socialist world order, especially in the the new Soviet states of America. Nothing, no free markets. That's why they're in. That's why they took over the internet. They they haven't even begun, and it's already turning to crap. But what the heck? We don't need the internet, right, ladies and gentlemen? Oh wait, everybody's on the internet. This affects everybody, not just us, the whole world. And we let the FCC get its foot in the door. Really? It's an irrelevant. ABC alphabet as it is. From live science, requests for abortions in some Latin American countries have doubled since health officials began issuing warnings about the link between the Zika virus and birth defects, according to a new report. I called this one. Yes, you did. They, That's why I put this article brought, up. They brought this virus here 
for just that reason. That's why I brought it. And yep. Because we're pushing to get rid of abortion, and yep. we're getting rid of it. Yep. Um, and the, they're pushing back in every way. A court case recently said, no, you can't do that. Well, it was just a ridiculous court case. Uh, but now, how could you, can, you can't have the discussion anymore. It's a health issue. This is not just an elective surgery. If if a woman believes that she might be exposed to the Zika virus, that she has to have access to abortion. And anyone could say they think they were exposed to the Zika virus. I was, I was stung by a mosquito. I got to have an abortion. You laugh. That's all it takes. It's going nowhere now. That's Until why we get the- rid of the Zika virus. But first we have to get rid of all the pieces of crap and brought it here. That's why I brought put this in Health Busters, because that is really the news behind this news. And you said it a couple of days ago. You said, watch this. This is not the news behind the news. Well, I put it in Health Busters because this is not... They're, you're busting this myth that they have to... They're, they're doing this to keep abortions. They purposely, they purposely brought for. this virus here. Yes, they did. They, they knew it was endemic where they... In Central America, where they brought all these... Piece of crap from. He, they knew this. That's why they did it. Oh, yeah? You want to get rid of abortion, huh? Bet not so much now. If your wife gets bit by a mosquito, you might want to have your wife get one. This is the kind of nonsense that's going to happen. The report authors analyzed information from a nonprofit organization called Women on the Web, which provides access to abortion medications. Using telemedicine in countries where safe abortions are illegal or highly restricted, including many Latin American communities, which is why the Zika virus was introduced into Latin America, by the way, they were too religious. They're mostly Catholic. So they, you know, can't have an abortion if you're a Catholic, it's a mortal sin. You really can't have one if you're not a Catholic, it's still a mortal sin, but you don't know about it because you don't, you're not spiritual. See, I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah, that's why it was it. I guarantee you, someone made this virus and introduced it to South America. And now, well, mostly South and Central America, but, and now brought it here for the same purpose. Because we can't have people not getting abortions for some reason. Their whole progressive movement is tied to abortion. Well, we did know that the UN was pushing a, a back on all of these. Uh, countries that they're going to name because they had such strict we we did a, a report on it because they had such strict uh rules about abortions they were trying to get them up for human rights violations yeah there's no and they couldn't do there it. is no right to abortion there's no right to murder your baby in the womb there is no right to that it's a violation of the baby's rights his right to life its right to life and it's a sin You know, if you don't want to get pregnant, I have I, I, I can't explain to you how it's done. Maybe nobody's told you this. You went to school, all you learned about is how to have sex. Now it's time to learn how not to have sex. If you don't have sex, you can't get pregnant. Well, yeah, I know. Oh, what happened to all the all the girls getting pregnant from sitting on a <laughs> from sitting on a public uh, bath uh, uh, toilet? They used to say that. Oh, it must, you know, I didn't have sex. I must have caught it from the toilet. Or oh, swimming in pools. Uh, nah, 
stuff can't survive outside the body long. It doesn't survive in chlorine at all. But yeah, that's what girls used to say to, you know. It's just a thing women said back then. I don't, I don't know. Um, the researchers looked at requests for abortions before and after November 17, 2015, when the Pan-American Health Organization, another organization for the New World Socialist Order that we're paying for, which is part of the United Nations, issued an alert about the link between Zika virus and microcephaly. Well, anybody that's paid attention at all already knows this. A birth defect in which a baby's head is abnormally small. After this date, several Latin American countries also issued their own health warnings advising women to avoid pregnancy. Now, do understand, Zika isn't a virus like tuberculosis only that we had already gotten rid of in this country. It never, ever existed in this country before. And you can thank this man and his ilk for what it's done. It's also brought, uh, what's that other fever from Africa? Hemorrhagic fever? That's, been, that's here too. Oh, it brought it here. It never existed here before either. But to be fair, I do believe we created that virus. And released it in Me in Africa. So he's only he's only given us payback. I guess that's how he's looking at it. He's giving the white man payback. I I I do not put it past the go our government to do stuff like that. I do not. I don't think now that you see how bad it really is, nobody's trying to put a a rosy face on it anymore. They're just doing it. You can see kind of how our government behaves. Get okay? It, it behaves worse to its citizens than to anybody else. It's amazing. But a pan-American health organization. Oh, my. More bureaucracy. After this date, several... How many people does it take to come out with a report once a year? I'm just curious. Because there seems... To, everyone's getting paid. There's lots of people there. There's a whole, there's a whole organization. All they have to do is what? Collect data? And issue a statement? I could do that alone, just with a computer. After this date, several Latin American countries also issued their own health warnings advising women to avoid pregnancy. The researchers found that requests for abortions increased in nine Latin American countries. Brazil, Colombia, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Ecuador, Honduras, Venezuela, Argentina, and Peru. Now, if, if they're, the reason, they're saying they're telling them not to have sex... Do you realize this virus is going to cause them to cease to exist? If you can't procreate, you die out. All of these nations' access to abortions is restricted, and in most, except Argentina and Peru, health officials had issued national warnings about the link between Zika virus and microcephaly, the researchers said. In these nine countries, the increase in abortion requests ranged from 20 to 108 percent. The increase was biggest in Brazil, where there were 1,210 requests for abortions between late November 2015 and early March 2016. That's more than double the 581 requests that researchers would have expected in that time period based on trends in abortion requests from before November 2015. Requests for abortions also nearly doubled in Ecuador from an expected 34 to 71 requests between late November 2015 and early March 2016. 
Wow. This is bad. They're wiping us out. This is what they're wiping us out. They're intentionally trying to wipe us out, wipe a portion of the population out. This is also going to change their culture because their culture was of non-abortion, of having babies. Yeah, it was one more of Christian uh, ideology than murderous uh, baby factory, you know, baby abortion factory. But it's but uh, you don't understand. It's worse than that. It just doesn't keep it. It's wow. This is really uh, eugenics. But, yes, but I was trying to think of her name. Uh, I can see a picture of her ugly self. But anyway. can't <laughs> Sanger. Remember. S- uh, Margaret Sanger. That's who. That's who came up with all this abortion nonsense to get rid of the brown people, the poor people, the sick people, the disabled people. She 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 believed in uh, culling the herd. This this is this is a continuation of her work. Notice they introduced these viruses where? Brown countries. Exactly. Who Sanger said has to die. They're inferior and need to be removed. That's what she said. She wrote a whole book on it. She's the re- she is the founder of Planned Parenthood. Oh, Planned Parenthood's not about that, but women's health, really? Margaret Sanger, did she give a crap about women's health? No. Did she ever speak about women's health? No. All she spoke about is purging the weak, the sick, and the brown. Oh, and since... Black is included in brown, if you didn't know that, if you black people were happy there for a second. You're You're just a darker shade of brown. Since you're bringing her up, I'd like to remind the folks that uh, Hillary Clinton got a Margaret Sanger Award. Yes, she did. We reported on that. You can say it all you want. She just got one happily. Happily she did. So that means she has accepted the fact that she is must be responsible for killing all those babies, and she's happy about that. She got a she got a trophy, a prize, an award for killing little babies in the womb as she hugs her second grandchild. Yeah, I'd like to know who procreated those. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, her children. I, I, I was Bill involved with that. I just. <laughs> I'm, 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 Chelsea had the babies. You silly. No, no. Well, Chelsea has the grandbabies, but who had Chelsea? Oh, right. I'm not. Was did she have sex with Bill or someone else? I, you know, because Bill and her don't like each other at all. By the way, that's the same thing with the Obamanesses. That's why. That's why Bill Clinton is such a a dog. That's why he's always chasing women because he gets shit from his wife. And really, if you just pay attention to anybody that says if you want your spouse. To start cheating on you. Just don't listen to them. Pay, just ignore them when they try and talk to you about things that are important to them, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, that's Hillary Clinton in a, in a nutshell. Not to mention, from what I understand, screaming at him all the time as soon as nobody was looking. Oh, except the Secret Service. Oh, no. Well, they, they could hear it outside the room. They were not in the room when she did it. She was all smiles until they left. But they could hear her because she's screaming, you know. She's a crazy... I told you, I can see it in her eyes. She's a crazy woman. She is crazy. This There's something... There's a switch gone loose there. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, get, don't, you do not want her as commander-in-chief. My God. I can't imagine the, uh, any, any slight at all. We're going to war. 
Well, we're at war with everybody. No, I mean real war. Not not making war like we're doing right now with drones and stuff. I'm talking full-scale war. She might even nuke a country. She's crazy. Crazy people are capable of anything. And she's got the codes if she's the president. What scared me is Bill had the clothes when she was with him. I was afraid she was going to take the codes and launch the thing. I think that's why Bill Clinton lost them. I think he, I think he shredded them because he didn't want them around because he was afraid she was going to push the button. He did. It was months. We didn't have he didn't have the codes. No one could launch anything. There's a big investigation, and I never heard what happened. They never told us what the investigation uncovered. I bet that's why. Bill's like, I can't keep it around that crazy woman. <laughs> Did I leave the door open again? That guy's always under the bed. Always under the bed. <laughs> uh, where are we now? Oh, we don't need to talk about this anymore. Oh, regulations suck. Now I sound like Wilbur. Well, actually, no, I sound like the horse, not Wilbur. But he used to say Wilbur all the time. Anyway, where are we in time so I know how far to get into this? All right, you got, you got eight minutes, right? No, I got three minutes. Okay, from the csmonitor.com, even if I just get to read the one article, President Caesar Brox Obaminus is expected to sign new chemical rules 40 years after the previous regulations had been set. We don't need them, obviously. <laughs> Nothing's going wrong. Why do we need new regulations? We, the other ones have worked fine for 40 years. Why do we need any regulation? Because we can't have regulation from the national government. It's unconstitutional. And it's also not a free market. And it's also socialism. Yes, controlling in, all the arms of industry and the economy. That's socialism. You don't have to overtly do it. If you're passing reg, regulations or laws, telling private businesses what they can and cannot do, how to do their business... That is taking over industry. We are socialists. If you want to go by that narrow, stupid definition of it. That's what the kids always do. Yeah, socialism, because it says in the dictionary. Uh, get an education, millennials, will you? I know it's our fault, but I'm really I'm really getting tired of it. It, it. You're out of college now. You're interacting on Twitter. You realize how stupid you've become. Why don't you do something about it? Oh, right. It's a mental disorder now. You think you're... You're right, we're wrong, and that's why every time we prove you wrong, you scream obscenities and run away. Or report you to somebody. Oh, they do a lot of the reporting. <laughs> they report all kinds of concerns for hate speech. Hate speech. I remember when having conservatives in and out of what I called the Twitter gulag was nonstop. I was constantly trying to get my people out of Twitter gulag, and they were constantly trying to put my people in it. And somewhere along the way... They realized this system wasn't working, and uh, so that stopped. But now, now they just they just push our posts to the bottom. If they if it's a conservative note, they don't like it. They push it to the bottom. If they like it, they pull it to the top. But I'm out of time. So you have Cooperative Radio Show. I'm your host Brian Bonner from OneCooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening on CooperativeRadio.com. And say good night, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.